0: Podcast. As we get started here, as we as we come back, right? We uh, the breakout discussions was around, you know, driving customer engagement. Specifically, how are how are you leveraging your marketing partners, your executive sponsors, your product team? Um, you know, what you know, what are some of the the key best practices you use in driving better customer conversations? So. Um, what I like they do, uh, since we have a smaller group, uh, maybe do, uh, I might call on a, a couple of the groups, maybe just to share a couple of the, you know, the key thoughts that came out of it, and maybe we'll dive uh, a little bit deeper into the, into the discussion. So, um, let me see here. Um, maybe I'll start with, I'm actually going to jump around here and start with uh, room three, which would have been Jeff. LR Munir and Stephanie. Um, Lucky Stephanie I didn't pick on you just because you're the first one in here by the way, but uh, um, would uh, one of the four of you maybe uh, come off mute and share a little bit about what you all discussed in your group?
1: I nominate Stephanie.
2: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, Happy to share. Um, I would say uh, just to bottom line like our main points, number one um in in relationship to all those departments just like how important in any relationship how um important communication is um and making sure that those processes as that uh customer is transferred from you know sale or marketing even to sales to implementation to customer success like what those conversations look and feel like um and when to enroll people in certain meetings um, so that the customer is not ever um, lacking expectation or like misunderstanding, like who should be in a room, why those people are in the room. Um, Something else that we talked about was just the importance of onboarding and um, how um, Jeff made the point that like retention begins at onboarding um, and how do we really make that onboarding process really streamless? And how do we make sure um, everyone in the team is in alignment with um, laying out expectations or even answering like certain product requests, um, not, set, not being a yes man. And like what that, again, what that conversation looks and feel like feels like with the customer so that we are all um, giving the customer the same expectations. Um, and then the last thing we pointed out was um, I, I made a point that my Mac, my background actually is like in marketing um, and how disconnected I actually feel from that department in my own um, uh, business right now in my own organization and yet if we're looking at customer happiness, like the reason that a customer comes to you is because they were marketed to in a certain way. And the marketing gave them a message that there was a gap in their business that our organization could fill that gap. Um, And if that's the case, then all of this like discovery and questioning that I'm trying to do, maybe I could save some time by talking to the marketing department and what their campaigns currently are, um, and what their verb, I mean, I obviously, like I follow them on our social platforms, but, um, I feel like because that is such the beginning part of the process and here I am, you know, on the end, um, how do I engage in better communication and relationship with, with that team that is at the beginning so that I can really get the full picture of um, my customer, and my customer needs.
0: I got I, I want to add because I, I struggle with the marketing piece of the disconnect. You know, disconnected. A show of hands in the virtual room. How many How many others on the call struggle with the disconnect between customer success, and marketing? Anything else? Let's see a few hands. Stella, I know you're new to this. I'm not gonna call on you. <laughs> I could call on you. I'm sure you've got plenty you could share from your, your days as a teacher, but uh, I'm not, not gonna put you on the spot for that. So, um, you know, I, I think probably one of the challenges and I appreciate you sharing, Stephanie, around you know the, the, the struggle of, of the connectedness of marketing, right? Is um, like, we are, our marketing is so, their KPIs are, are a lot on the new business side, right? Bringing in the new customers, you know, their, their bonus, their metric, right? Um, they're looking at the funnel from, hey, you know, Stephanie doesn't use our products, so we got to get her to be a customer of ours. And, you know, based on her engagement through our funnel, you know, is how we're going to get, you know, how that team gets bonus. There's not a lot of, there's no real, we'll call it KPI metric that they're tracking for existing customers and the investment made back into those. And that's, that's the disconnect that we have is, um, you know, customer success is being asked to do all of this around retaining and growing and creating customer advocates, but, you know, the metrics aren't necessarily aligned from, you know, department to department um, as far as that goes. So, um, you know, that's for, that's for us personally, but I'd love for those who raise your hand in, in the virtual room, um, you know, what, you know, Dennis, I saw Allison, um, near I think Jeff, you know, any, any one of the five of you, right? Um, what, what would yeah. you What's your challenge working with marketing from the customer success side? So
3: so I can, I can share uh, uh, some thoughts. So one, I've run a worldwide marketing group um, and I've had marketing reporting to me as, as well, right? So where it was not just the marketing function. So speaking of KPIs, that's why I'm sharing this one where I was like super fixated on the marketing KPI because my bonus depended on it. And then the other was like a little more streamlined balanced view where there were other KPIs that, you know other things that I needed to manage. And I think the, the first thing is, from a, right, from a customer success, what I would have appreciated from, like, the customer success point of view in, in marketing is, and I think Jeff brought that up, it's the, you know, it's the how, right? You know, reaffirming the problems that people are trying to solve, right? Which is uh, 15, you know, we have, these are the customers have used it and, and these are the benefits that they, that, they, that they have, right? Because one of the things that we always get asked for is, Content catered to a vertical. Content catered towards the sales team will also ping you. Hey, I'm in, you know, I'm in this region, and I'm dealing with a telco. Do you have a story, a, you know, a case study that that's more related to it as opposed to a general, right? So just being part of the the process and understanding where the need is for marketing, which is like you're kind of trying to say it's like, hey, this is where uh, where the need is. And then the second piece, uh, I don't know if others have seen that gap. There's definitely a gap. When you're running marketing, you're responsible for new business, as you said, which is a sales qualified lead and sales enablement, but marketing to the existing install base uh, gets, gets missed out. And I think that's where, and marketing usually is not tasked or not uh, compensated for you know, marketing to the install base. They're like, oh, if they read the press release, if they read the announcement, if they went to the web page that's great but new but existing customers don't normally go to the web page the places where marketing caters do, right they have other avenues of you know of of data consumption and so i think there's there's an opportunity to work together both ways uh with with marketing you know give and take you know both ways and influence change
0: Actually, i saw you come off mute was there was something you wanted to add there
4: yeah i did so just in terms of marketing putting together or engaging existing customers. Um, I found that if I try to do that effort myself, one-on-one with marketing, it doesn't get a lot of traction. If I start involving sales leaders and give the sales leaders the understanding of, hey, this is why we need to do targeted marketing campaigns for this customer. They're a subsidiary of this bigger parent company. If we win this parent company, we get more revenue. And then that gets salespeople's uh, and sales leaders attention, therefore marketing now cares, right? Because if I go to marketing and just say, Hey, I want to build up advocacy. None of that goes towards their current KPIs unless they're part of the ambassador program. Um, so I've found that, uh, at least when you are trying to expand into different accounts, uh, or expand a account or to another industry. Getting sales involved in those conversations usually moves things a lot quicker.
0: Great, yeah, I yeah kind of heard two things from Munir and then from uh, um, from you, Katya, right? It's kind of extending that olive branch. It's understanding, mm-hmm. you know, understanding their their seat at the table, right? Why they're being asked to be at the table, and then you know, meeting instead of you know, constantly trying to pull them to you right you know you take the five steps over to them and say you know you know if i give you a little bit you know what you know kind of that that give to get kind of thing right be the one to extend the olive branch first um and through that um you know you'll reciprocate you know the the fruits of that reward by you know being the one to extend your hand out first but i also love that call out too right getting you know revenue whether we want to you know whether we want to you know you know Put it on a pedestal or you know hate on it right revenue sales you know that 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 gets in most organizations you know that's the the lever that you have to be able to pull on um you know if you want to really get something done so i you know i do appreciate that um i do appreciate that call out um allison or jeff is there uh, anything that you either of you wanted to add on that As i'll call on another group
1: um. Not specific to marketing, but one thing we talked about in the group that um, I, so I was at a place where there was really bad churn um, when I came in there and the CEO actually was implementing this process that uh, basically everybody's KPIs or OKRs um, had, had retention as a focus to it. And so uh, that seemed to really especially in product and development, really help Um, the communication problems where it's like, hey, by the way, this was, you know, first of all, you know, the, yeah, we can do that. And then suddenly features are written into contracts. Like that's not, that wasn't happening as much anymore. So you're starting the expectations line of customer journey, um, cutting that down. But if there were still requests and things that wanted to be done um, to help map out for that value, you know, customer plan that you're trying to do, um, the product team was more responsive to it and the dev team was more responsive to it because they knew that they had an ultimate, you know, bonusable KPI number that that was, you know, just know where people's carrots are. I guess is the is the top level one, and it's usually cash sometimes. But uh, so that that was something that actually really helped. Um, so I that was one thing that we talked about.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, first from some folks. I'm actually so uh, so this would be Jessica, Paul, and Allison. Y'all were in I think room two or group two. Um, do you, you have anything, um, besides what's been brought up so far that y'all t- talked about in your group?
5: We were talking about, well, a couple different things, but one of them was, I, I had asked around executive sponsorship, just saying that in our organization, we do it typically to to save something or to try to sell something and just i was asking if there's any way that you know other people have kind of operationalized that or done it more efficiently to scale paul had some interesting ideas about how his executives get involved pretty heavily in the sales process to try to drive new business and i don't know i was just curious i feel like we do it you know as needed but i don't know if there's a a better way to to scale that to build more more meaningful relationships i we do it well when when we have to but is there is there something we could be doing in the meantime, to try to kind of grow our our touch points um, in a very non-sales, but, you know, value-focused way across the, across the relationships.
4: Are these internal executive sponsors? So executives from, from your company?
5: Yeah, yeah. So if, you know, if, if we know a, a big account might be going somewhere else, or if we're trying to land big dollar deals, you know, we'll bring in the big wigs and do, do the big show that says, you know, everyone's involved and they are, but you know, we were saying everyone's busy. So there's just only so much of that you can do and we very much save it for when we need it. But I was trying to think if there's a way to kind of like scale that so that we could do a little more of that um, for the, the non squeaky clients, you know, for the people that just deserve it, but don't need it.
4: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Do, do your executives typically attend QBRs as an example? They do. Okay.
5: Not all of them, but yeah, depending on the the client size, typically. And the
4: schedule. Uh, Yeah. So I would advise uh, to have your executives listen in on QBRs as much as possible. Of course, that depends on bandwidth, customer size, that sort of thing. You know, what merits that kind of attention. Um, But also on the customer side, at least to get to at least feel like they are closer to your executives, there is a customer advisory board, those are usually held for like C-level VPs in your customer base. But there's also, we've built out an ambassador program. So those are individual contributors who use our platform, who are advocates. And if you have some program built out for them and maybe have open office hours with an exec, maybe once a month, once a quarter, whatever it may be, um, that might give them an opportunity to engage more one-on-one. Because I think that's, That's usually what ICs are looking for. Um, The customer advisory boards are usually more formal about product roadmap and things like that.
5: Those are great ideas. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad I was gonna call on you because I remember this coming up. It might've been at the the first week of our customer engagement discussion. Um, The executive sponsor is a high level theme. I remember there, it was you and there was one other individual on our office hours that was, you know, talked about how they, you know, how they did their executive sponsor program. And one of the things that, you know, we tried, and I'm not saying that this is the right way or the wrong way to do it, but um, getting, you know, getting every top level leader involved in the executive sponsor. So not just, not just your CEO, not just your CFO, not even your head of customer success, but like at one point in time, you know, uh, when our org was structured a little bit differently, like we had our head of product, we had our head of HR, we had our head of finance, right? We had all of these different, and we had them, you know, we had them assigned based on, uh, you know, what we knew about that customer, right? How engaged were they? You know, what, what, you know, what's their goals and their vision for their program? Who are we aligned to? And we would pick some almost like executive SMEs that we would align to you know, if we, if we were aligned to the CEO from a business project, you know, that made sense, right? Having the CEO or the CRO from our company aligned to that individual. But, you know, if we were aligned to, you know, I'm not saying in our organization, we necessarily aligned to sales, but if we were aligned to a sales fee, maybe a CRO or, you know, head of, you know, head of global sales would be, you know, that individual we would, you know, assign to. So basically the idea is, you know, getting People who speak the same language in the room, you know, to talk about which will will you know o- you know will overlap in the solutions that we support in a partnership. But right, having that like-minded language um, in the room so they could speak to you know this is what we're doing, this is what they're doing, and and it was all common, right? And that was kind of the goal of you know whether it's escalation, whether it's you know retention, whether it's growth. Um, uh, but the, the scalability, and I, I'm saying more of, you know, the more leaders you can get involved, the easier just to scale a program like executive sponsor. If you're putting all of it on, you know, you know two or three of your top executives in your company, you're never going to be able to listen to that. And for, you know, for customers, you know, what, however you quantify a low touch customer or you know those smaller customers, and however you quantify it, right? Getting somebody who maybe is a lower-level executive, right? Having your VP of customer success stand in, and now you know a VP of product, um, you know maybe even your head of technical support, right? Having somebody who maybe isn't a C-suite, but you know from an organizational perspective has clout. Um, so that you know that's an, an alternative that you could consider as well. But I don't know if anybody else has any suggestions and if they're using an executive sponsor program and if so how they how that looks so I think
1: we I think Allison already hit on because I was in her group about kind of how our thoughts on that but I think some of the things that I've done in the past is you can also leverage some of those executives to
0: ask questions that maybe you can't get or to get at information during certain meetings so you know there's obviously certain questions that may be out of bounds for us but if you've got your CRO or CEO or COO in that meeting, like there's really nothing that's too out of bounds for them
1: to ask when it comes to the relationship and overall, and, and whether it be goals or stuff you're just not getting from customers themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Haley, I'm going to call you because you and I have talked about multiple points, but we have not touched on executive sponsor. Do, do you all use executive sponsor program or something similar to that?
6: so we don't have a program specifically but they're definitely engaged in more of the the roadmap group because we our group is actually dedicated to testing some of like our beta functionalities with the roadmap so we want to get their actual client engagement to make sure that they're requesting this and this is what they were looking for once it's been um, through design and development and we go into that beta testing. So our leadership team will be involved. So they'll send out emails to those um, important clients that we're working with and to the right people at at the right level. So they send the email communications, they help collect the feedback for our roadmap. So that's really um, the engagement aspect that we get from our leadership team today. There's nothing like an advisory board that we have created or a sponsorship committee internally. It's really just targeted for our roadmap and any conferences that we have. Otherwise, those as-needed moments, if there's some large um, client in risk of churn, that could be a potential opportunity for them to to step in as well. But nothing um, real formalized around it today.
0: Sure. Well, I've, I've seen your roadmap for some of your other stuff so I imagine that won't be very long before that uh, <laughs> before that probably becomes more of a formalized process but uh, no I appreciate you sharing thank you Haley. Um, to call on maybe I know we got about eight minutes left here I know we have a couple couple other individuals that um, we haven't heard from so uh, Rachel I was gonna not the I know I think you're newer to the group uh, so welcome first of all and thank you for letting me call on you but uh, uh, was there any, any uh, thoughts around, you know, leveraging internal partners to drive customer engagement? Any, any thoughts you want to share either about topics we've covered or something new?
7: Yeah, um, I think firstly what we covered in our group was um, another one is leveraging the support org and recognizing when um, a specific support ticket falls outside of, I guess, support scope and, and how do we create an engagement with the customer and, and support around that maybe it's involving an education team or diving in a bit deeper as to why, you know, there's a specific um, issue that, that the customer has and whether or not there's other teams that can better solve it so that we're not draining the support resources in that point. Um, and then another thing where we started to talk about at the end there was um, the partnership with sales because that's obviously a large internal team that we all have to work with. Um, and I think that how do we, create a partnership that allows uh, for us to engage with customers um, that drives outcomes that are in the customer's interest. Um, sometimes I think we can lose sight of that uh, with that sales team and how do we be the, you know, the person who's taking them on the journey too as well at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's a great call out. And I, I actually have, wasn't thinking around, you know the engagement of support and what falls outside of the organization, but that happens a lot. I, you know, the more I think of it, I'm like, yeah, I probably get you know two or three of those requests a week that are you know outside of you know they bring it to the technical team, but it's really more of a business or a process or a, you know a training. So that's a great you know that's a great call out from an engagement perspective. So thank you for thank you for sharing that. Um, Robin, I, you're, I know you're the last of your group that's left, so I appreciate you, hang, you hanging out when the rest of your uh, group deserted you, but uh, any any thoughts from your group that you'd like to share?
6: Um, I was actually on a call for part of um, our group meeting, but I know that they were talking a lot about what everyone else was, was sharing with respect to account management and getting the right bodies um, in the room to ensure that, uh, the retention is, is high and that um, they were talking a lot about sales and how that team can play a huge role in making sure that um, initiatives are followed through with.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for letting me put you on the spot, even though you, weren't, you missed part of the conversation. Uh, excellent recap. Thank you. Um, and and uh, LR, um, I, yeah, I want to give you the opportunity if there was anything you wanted to add to the discussion from, from your dialogue in, in your group. I know you had Stephanie and, and Munir was in your group. So, but if there's any any additional comments you want to add before we wrap here, love to hear from
8: you. Sure, Jeremy, thank you for the opportunity. I think uh, Stephanie, uh, Jeff and Munir, uh, uh, and I I was learning in that because uh, all three of them have Touch based on the three important aspects of that customer success journey throughout. One was from an onboarding point of view, and the other one was from that continuous engagement and ensuring that experience is delivered to the customer by working uh, internally. Customer success plays a key role in collaborating with various teams, uh, raising the voice on behalf of the customer, ensuring that they get uh, what, what, uh, what their objective is, meeting the objective or success criteria, and one of the important aspects uh, is you know, the retention part. And, and uh, Munir also pointed something really important, which was the uh, health rate of the customer from an emotion point of view, the experience point of view, the connect point of view, not just from numbers, but staying connected on human level as well, which, which plays a key role. So this was you know, uh, the overall uh, discussion we had. These were the three areas. Awesome.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. Balancing data, data with relationship, or right? as, as you said, right? Balancing the, the logical with the emotional. Um, and, and make keep, you know, using both to your you know to your advantage and, and making sure that you drive customer engagement. So I appreciate it. great, great summary uh, from the group and thank you for everybody's thoughts and collaboration. Um, so I, I you know I'm, I'm actually going to you know take the opportunity based on conversation, right? I know everybody's got more Zoom meetings for the rest of the day. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure everybody's already like rubbing their eyes at like me like, oh, i got four hours of zoom meetings. So I'm going to let you all drop off here, but appreciate the discussion. Uh, for next week, I actually think that we might take a, um, we might go off off road a little bit next week, we might do a little bit more of just a networking format for office, office hours next week, um, you know, take a little bit of pressure off, hey, come in, prepare the topic, so I think uh, we're going to do a little bit chill as uh, Jeff and I figure out kind of the theme for August, and then we'll kind of launch and in back into, you know, next month's theme, um, you know, the second week of August, but they really appreciate you for everybody's feedback, thank you for, for being a, a participant, and for those of you that are still on that did drop me a message about, you know, uh, look interested in, in helping um, you know, host these in the, in the fall, I will, uh, I'll be reaching out to you either if I have your email or, um, or on LinkedIn. I'll get connected with you all, but uh, appreciate you all and uh, stay cool out there and uh, um, have a great rest of your day.